Hello everyone and welcome to the Talk Music Podcast, where we chat everything and anything to do with the world of music and occasionally focus on topics a little bit unrelated. My name is Scott Kelly, I'm the greatest musician that ever lived. I'm Nora Germain and I play the violin. Nora's a podcaster, I'm a podcaster, we're all podcasters. And you're going to hear us chat to many different people, but more often than not, it will be fellow musicians having conversations about their careers and lives within arguably the greatest art form in the world. And you get this for free each and every week on scottcowie.com, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, SoundCloud, Audio Boom. So please rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend, tell an enemy. Tell the in-laws, tell the outlaws, let them know what's going on over here, but for now, enjoy the podcast. Boom! Are we rolling? We are rolling. I have something funny to say, but that's not appropriate. Okay. Oh, it can wait. Because the guest this week, Larkin (laughs) Poe, phenomenal duet. They're coming over to the United Kingdom very, very soon. We're going to talk about all that. Uh, I'm a massive fan of Larkin Poe, and many of you listeners are fans too, because you've been emailing me, you've been texting me, you've been tweeting me, and you've been saying the same thing. When are you getting Larkin Poe on the podcast? Well, you're in luck, ladies and gentlemen, because today is that day. So we're going to get to all of that, but for now, I'm getting, I'm, I'm being applauded. I'm being applauded. I'm being applauded by Good the job, one and Scott. only. Good job, you're doing, you're doing a great job. You're I'm, I'm trying great. my best, but you keep interrupting me, so I shall now finish. Sorry. I am joined now by the co-host with the mo-host, ladies and gentlemen. The one, the only, the greatest violin player that's ever walked the earth. And on top of that, the soon-to-be New York Times best-selling author. Ladies and gentlemen, I am proud, privileged, and pleased to present to you Nora Francesca Juliet Romeo Germain. Thank you. We've been talking about this book for a long time, you know? We've been really talking about it for forever. For anyone that has just tuned in, you have 20 seconds. Sell yourself like you are at, you, you are on the street, but you're an author. Go for it. Tell them. Tell them, Nora. Tell them. Tell them about, oh, about book. my book. Go for oh, it. Oh, yeah. Well, the floor we is yours. Up, you get 15 seconds. We came up with a title for it. It's called Go For It, Surviving the Challenges of Becoming an Artist. And it's about my life as a musician. And I hope that it will inspire you to get your groove on. Ladies and gentlemen, her name is Nora Germain. And she is soon to be a best-selling author. I've said it again. NoraGermain.com. Keep checking it out because she's got a book coming out very soon. And I am mentioned in that book. And no doubt. It's true. It's true. It's all true. That is a fact. It's a fun fact. And that book will be fun. The, the, The book will be full of fun facts. Try saying that five times fast. That the being said... The book will be filled with fun facts. 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 There you go. Right. I have in front of me, I've done some extensive research, Nora. That means that you Googled something one time. Yep. And in front of me, I have 194 fun facts, to be precise. I love... Is it trivia? Like, that kind of... Yeah. Like, for instance, I'm not going to read out them all, but a shrimp's heart is in its head. 
Whoa. Okay, so I'm going to read out some of these fun facts and you're going to give me your thoughts, okay? If not, okay, if, one of them isn't, if one of them isn't interesting or if it's not worth even talking about, just don't reply or just tell, in fact, just say, move on, okay? Okay. Right. Rats and horses cannot vomit. Move on. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of moving on, ladies and gentlemen. Here's an interesting one. The cigarette lighter was invented before the match. I'm sorry, what? The cigarette so, the cigarette lighter was invented before the match. No way that's true. It's true. That doesn't make any sense. How does it not? Because, um, isn't a lighter just like a more technologically advanced match? And like, don't you have to strike the uh -uh. lighter? Uh-uh. You turn the thing and it has the, the rolly thing and that flicks the thing and there's the fluid that doesn't make sense how some that's i don't know you've clearly got a, no, a lot of knowledge in this area <laughs> but i would go with the fact that uh, that is true i've heard that one before i have genuinely that seems weird but okay 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 it's physically impossible for pigs to to look up to the sky oh what if they roll over uh well they can't can they well, they can I've roll seen over. Pig, I've seen a pig roll over. I know, no, I know they can roll over for fuck's sake, but they can't look up. My friend has a pig called Rosie. She can roll over, and then if her eyes are, if they're always looking towards their nose, if they put their nose towards the sky, can't they see the sky? It's against the law to have a pet dog in Iceland. Why? Um, Because dogs are annoying. Here's some fun facts for you. Iceland is green and Greenland is icy. Women blink nearly twice as much as men. That's because we're trying to look good. <laughs> Adolf <laughs> Hitler was a vegetarian. Really? Yeah. No. Really? Wait. Adolf Hitler. You know who Adolf Hitler is? Yeah. He was in the monkeys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He played drums, right? Yeah. He only had one testicle. Please tell me you've not you've heard that before, surely. No, I knew that Lance Armstrong had one testicle. Do you know that Hitler even... only had one testicle? Well, that's probably why he was such a huge dick. Literally and figuratively. Well, he was trying to make up for it, you know. On average, a hedgehog's heart beats three hundred times a minute. Whoa, that's a that's really fast. Oh, wait till you hear this one, by the way. You ready for this? Yeah, yeah. You okay. ready? Yeah. More, more people are killed each year from bees than from snakes. Hmm. Well, that makes sense. Because that would basically mean that the frequency, the, I mean, the, like, the percentage of people who are allergic to bees, and then also the amount of time that humans are around bees would have to be higher than the percentage of people who are around snakes and then who are also bitten by venomous snakes strong enough to kill them. The that seems right, right? Yeah. The average person falls asleep in seven minutes. Seven minutes? Yeah. You know what else you can do in seven minutes? I don't know, but um, we're just about to have seven minutes in this podcast, and I reckon there's some people that we've put to sleep already. <laughs> That's right. A duck's quack doesn't echo, and no one knows why. 
do a, do what? A, a duck's quack doesn't echo. I'm sure if you put a duck in a gymnasium and you get it to quack, it'll echo. Listen, there's no studio techniques here. You can't put a duck through a reverb pedal. I think it's just talk, talking. Studio techniques? What are you talking about? You're obviously looking through, uh, at that from a musician's perspective. You're thinking if you get a duck in a studio, stick a bit of reverb on it, and then boom. And also, no, I mean, put it in like an echoey space. If you put a duck in a cave, I'll bet you it'll echo. How do you know? I don't know, but one time when I was in Italy last summer, I was there in July with Martin Taylor, and we went to this Name really dropping. Watch you don't trip up, ladies and gentlemen, nor is it the name dropping. Okay, so you're okay, in Italy with Martin Taylor, MBE. I just wanted to give a bit of context to my story. Sorry if that if you can't handle that, Scott. Anyway, name so... Name again. A bigger name. My name. You just name dropped my name. And I'm a bigger name than Martin Taylor. Anyway, continue. Sorry. Okay. So then we went to this festival called the Ravello Festival. And there's fireworks. And there's a big party. And there's a parade. And um, we had lots of um, uh, ice cream and lots of things. It was really fun. But there was... They were selling um, ducks, baby ducks, in these little um, bags that had no air. And people were taking them home just like holding a bag with a duck, a live duck in it, like a pet. And I was really upset. I started crying. I was very, because it just seemed so wrong. And these ducks, I don't know what they're going to do with who is taking these home. And do they have the materials to take care of them? I was very upset. I mean, anyway... So we were through this group of people, and 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 a little kid ran up to me and my friend Elisa and handed us one of these ducks because obviously he had one one, but he didn't want to take it home or like he got scared. So so we named him Luca, and we were walking around the festival with this tiny little chirping baby duck, and it was so cute. I'm not sure what we ended up doing with him. I think we might have put him in the microwave. No, Scott, that's not right. No, we did something good with him. I'm not sure. I can't exactly remember. Um, but anyway, nobody should be selling animals in plastic baggies. And also, if you see a duck named Luca, can you please tell him I said hi? <laughs> Check your microwaves, ladies and gentlemen. Right, when we come back from the interview with Larkin Poe, we're <laughs> going to tell everyone. Now, as soon as I say this, please don't Google it, okay? Just, 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 this is the cliffhanger, right? There's only one 15-letter word that can be spelled without repeating a letter. One 15-letter word that can be spelled without repeating a letter. I also know the longest word that can be typed with only one hand on the keyboard. I know that as well because it's in this list. Nora's going to reveal that when we come back from the interview. There's two cliffhangers. And my cliffhanger is only one letter, one word, whatever. <laughs> We're now going to cut to the interview. Larkin Poe, here it is. Boom. Okay, I am back on the Talk Music Podcast, and I'm joined now by Megan and Rebecca from Larkin Poe. Girls, how are we? Hello, we're great. Excellent, excellent. We are having a three-way Skype chat. This is the first time I've ever done this. We've managed to somehow make it happen, so it's achievement nonetheless, however this goes. <laughs> now, see, if I were to tell you, is when you started the group that you would be supporting Queen in a stadium, would you have believed me? No. 
I would not have believed you. We were so shocked when we got the news. Um, we were shocked and excited because we grew up loving Queen's music so much. Like Those were some of the first lyrics that we ever learned and memorized as kids. So to be able to go and support them, I mean, even though it's not Freddie, it's going to be incredible. Right, so where were you when you got the call? Explain to me, did the agent tell you? Did the manager tell you? Was it over email? Did they tell you in person? How did it all go down? Do you remember, Megan? We were having dinner with our manager, and he was like, yeah, there's, a, there's an interesting opportunity that may be cropping up. It's that you may be opening for Queen. You're like, what? Okay. what? Just let us know if we get it. And then we got an email a few days later, and we were just so pumped. <laughs> it was great. We were in the van driving, and uh, the, the two guys in our band were in the back, and they were on their headphones. And so Meg and I started laughing, you know, a lot, because it was great news, and we we made them take their headphones off and just kind of pop the news on real fast, and they look a little bit shocked. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun time. It's amazing, and it's in Germany, right? And is that your first stadium? Am I right in saying that the first stadium gig? Very first stadium. Right, so that's really really cool then, because obviously, from what I've seen online, there's been a lot of cool shows, but a lot of them have been intimate. So, um, I mean, stadium, thousands and thousands of people all waiting to see Queen, but getting to hear Lark and Poe, very very exciting indeed. Of course. Also, on top of that, there's some European dates. You're coming over to Scotland, 22nd of May, you're playing. Are you looking forward to playing Scotland? Absolutely. It's been a minute, actually, since we kind of got all the way up into Scotland. So it's going to be really good to come and, and see all of our folks. Absolutely. Now, Megan, lap steel, when did you start playing that? Did you start playing that first or did you, did you play the guitar first? How did that come about? I actually started out on violin. Both of us played classical violin and piano when we were like three and four years old. And um, then we got involved with roots music in our teens. And that's when I picked up dobros. There's the first slide instrument that I picked up. And we were getting more rock and roll heavier. So it just made sense for me to switch over to lap steel, which is electrified. It's kind of like the electrified version of a dobro. So I've been playing that for, I guess, about 10 years. So how did this sound develop? What kind of people were you listen to to kind of develop the, the kind of bluegrass, rocky style that we've came to know and love? Everything. I think uh, another question would be, um, what have we not listened to? I think it's really important as an artist to, um, to really do your research and to delve into all kinds of music and, and pull influence, not from just one thing, because then you run the risk of becoming a clone. I think it's very easy to, to idolize artists and to want to be just like them. So I think our strategy over the years has been inhale everything and then kind of puke it out in a new and, and fun way. And so for us, I think having grown up with the classical music and then, uh, and then working into the roots Americana music, and of course, incorporating all the classic rock that our dad played for us. You know, he was playing us obviously Queen and Fleetwood Mac and The Clash and the Cure and, you know, all these great um, American and British classic rock bands. And so we feel like we've had a really good music education at this point in our lives. Excellent. So your dad was a musician. What was it he played? Oh, our dad didn't play. He was just... Actually, we feel very lucky because we we lucked out with having music lovers in our family. We're actually the first generation of musicians in our family. Both of our folks are doctors. So we're the first uh, era of levels to actually be minstrels, if you will. So he, he would just play us all the music. And he can play Stairway to Heaven on guitar, and that's about it. <laughs> so um, parents, both doctors, and were they quite encouraging? Because I always think that sounds like a family... Um we're obviously a, a family of non-musicians, but when somebody, when you turn around and say, yeah, we wouldn't like to go and go down the doctor route, we want to become musicians, were they encouraging of that straight away? 
I think they they want us to be happy, well-rounded people, and so they didn't push us in any direction. Um, but they have been they've been very supportive of, of the music, although they would not have expected us to become musicians. It was kind of out of the blue that this happens to be our, our life path. Um, but they've been very supportive. So we couldn't have done it without them. Amazing. So you guys, Lark and Poe, been going for a while, a few albums under your belt. And at what point you guys end up back in the likes of Elvis Costello? Um, how did that come about? Did he hear you guys play a show? How did it all come to fruition? So we met Elvis quite a few years ago at a, at a festival in America in North Carolina called Merle Fest. And so there was a big, one of the traditions at the festival is they host a big all-star jam. And he was obviously headlining the festival that year. And we were playing a set, a few sets on a couple different stages. And so he was up on stage hosting a few songs for this big all-star jam where everyone just got on stage and improvised. And he started singing a gospel song that we knew and we were in the wings and we were kind of looking for like a, an avenue on. Who, who, who could we go up and like jam with? And, and we knew the song that he was singing. So we dashed across the stage and just sang some harmonies on this, this song, Angel Band. And I think we, we kind of all intuitively sang very well together. And I think that caught his ear. So over the years, he's had us out to play with him and, and the imposters. He's had us out to play with him and as a solo, as a solo artist. And so at this point, you know, we're making music with him on his solo tour detour that he's kind of been pedaling all over the world, which has been a really amazing tour. So it's just him and my sister and I on stage. And it's a really, it's a really exhilarating experience to make music with somebody of his caliber for sure. And it's so amazing that it's been it's been almost a decade now that we've been playing with him. Unbelievable. The entirety of our careers, Larkin Poe, because he he we gave him like copies of our first little EP that we made, and that was one of the first times that we met him. Do you remember Megan? Yeah, I do. So what kind of what kind of things have you picked up from Elvis Costello over the years then, just from a musical standpoint, or any kind of little tips that you've taken from him, be it a, a live performance thing, songwriting, anything at all? Ooh. I would I would say we've picked up a lot from him. I mean, just having somebody of that caliber of musician and songwriter and, and performer, it's you know, we've had an up close personal view of how how, how, how rock stars do it, you know, and um, that's been that's been amazing for us. I would say additionally, he's really taught us the value of, of not needing to define yourself, like in terms of your genre. He, over the years, has made every kind of record under the sun. He's made rock records, punk records, you know, country records, bluegrass records. He's done jazz records. He's even written, you know, friggin' operas. Um, so in, from, from that perspective... For us being so young, you know, and still at the very, to our minds, you know, like one of the first few chapters of our career, it's really liberating to have that kind of advice from somebody when it's like, hey, you know what, I can basically do whatever I want with my music and you guys can do the same. So I think that would be another big tip that we picked up. <laughs> Amazing. Obviously, he's been one of the many people that you guys have got a chance to work with, collaborate with. Is there anybody you've got in mind for the, for the future, even, you know, for years now that you maybe thought it'd be great to be in the studio with him or her or that particular band? Is there, is there anyone that springs to mind that you'd like to work with in the future in that kind of capacity? Oh, man, let me think. Um, there's actually a lot of artists that I would love to collaborate with. Um, 
I mean, I think somebody who we've been listening to a lot lately is Trixie Whitley, who Heck yeah. put out a really amazing record, and we would we would love to do something with her. Like Bonnie Raitt is just a big hero of ours. Um, another really incredible slide guitarist. Um, just just to name a couple. <laughs> Absolutely, Trixie's a great one. Um, we're we're huge fans of her dad's music, and so it was really like her new record is just mind boggling. Great stuff. Now, as far as the songwriting process goes, is it different every time for you guys? Does somebody come in with a riff? Do one of you come in with a complete song? How does it all come about? Uh, I would say it's really different. Actually, we had a, a full day band rehearsal yesterday, polishing up our chops for the stadium gig and kind of working up some new songs. And so we we actually brought in, I had written like a little idea the night before, um, kind of writing a groove that we wanted to incorporate into the set. And it was really neat because for the first time we kind of worked it up within a band rehearsal. Generally, Megan and I are very private with that sort of thing. Like I think we, we come together and we tweak the song. We get it just just so exactly in our minds how we want it. And we'll demo it out on like GarageBand and build drum parts and, and really give oftentimes musicians a very distinct roadmap and so it was fun yesterday to kind of experiment with with letting everyone collaborate and have it be almost like a jam that ends up turning into a song so that was really fun i think the short answer to your question would be all which ways <laughs> Every time now, um, for years now you guys have been playing you've got a, had the opportunity and made yourself the opportunity to make a living through music uh, for years of releasing albums, EPs, touring the world, and so on and so forth. And you've done it at a very much kind of grass grassroots level, independence, and then obviously signing with the slightly bigger labels. Do you have any advice to pass on to kind of younger musicians that are trying to do the same thing as, as you do? Obviously, it's a very competitive industry. Um, is there any kind of advice at all? Bands just starting out want to, to do what you guys are doing, essentially? Mm, that is such a great question. I mean... Obviously, I think people have to be very, very careful with the choices they make because the way that we tour and, and we make a living, it is, it is the passion of our lives. You know, I think both Megan and I are steeped in, in the idea and the lifestyle of making music, but it's not an easy lifestyle. Um, it's very hard on your body. It's a really difficult way to make a dollar. Like you truly have to get into it because you love it to the core. Like you have to love the minutia and the 15 hour van rides and, and everything that comes with it. But I, I think from a music perspective for me, and I, I would love to hear what you have to say too, Megan, but um, I would say focus on the songs. Um, I think it's really important. Obviously there's different, there's different roles you can play in the music industry. And so either you're going to be a musician or you're going to be an artist or you're going to be a songwriter. Like there's a bunch of different ways you can develop yourself. But generally speaking, I think, I think it's really important as, as a youngster to pick up the importance of songwriting and being able to, to listen to all the great songwriters, Elvis Costello being one. Um, I mean, I would say that Elvis Presley had a great gift for picking well-written songs, really following you know the sentiment that people are able to create with a given lyric or a musical idea and, and the power of that, that that's ultimately what touches people is, is the lyrics and, and the body of a song. I would also say don't rest on your laurels. Like you write a good song, do it again and do it over and over and over. Um, hone your craft. Uh, and also in t today's age, you know, 
we released four EPs in our first year of playing and just understanding that like what you do early on in your career also sticks around. So like really make sure that everything you put out is exactly what you want it to be. That you're going to be fine going to your grave with uh, <laughs> these records in your, in your path. <laughs> now, um, you mentioned there really focus on the song. Do you think, given it's at a different age now, as, as we all know, the internet having such a profound effect on the business, et cetera, et cetera, we all know the story. Um, is that, where do you stand on that? Do you think maybe some musicians, it's a great opportunity for them to become their own marketing experts? Are some of them maybe losing sight of that and focusing a little bit too much of the promotion online, having things looking good and getting away from the song? Are, are any of them guilty of that, do you think? Well, I mean, I think that we're all guilty of wanting to manicure ourselves. I mean, I think that's the whole dysfunction of social media to a degree. You know, everyone lives the life that they that they live, and we all, generally speaking, I mean, unless you're unless you're unless you're Michael Jackson or Prince, and you're literally blowing you know billions of dollars on champagne in the given week or whatever like your your drug of choice happens to be. We all want to put our best foot forward on social media and sometimes create this unrealistic expectation of how awesome our lives are or how awesome our band is or, oh, my God, like, I mean, we were so guilty of it. We, we got the, the gig with Queen and, and we wanted to blast it out to everybody and share that news. And there has to just be a balance. Like, you really have to back up all the promo that you may put out on social media with the hard work and the dedication to honing your craft, as Megan said. I think it's, I think it, it is a definite balance that needs to be struck. Well, it's a tool, and it's, ama- it's an amazing tool. I mean, we can connect directly with fans, and that's an amazing thing. Um, but it, but it's that it's a, it's a it's just one facet. Absolutely. Very very interesting indeed. Do you ever think uh, at a time? Um, where, because I can't, I mean, you constantly hear the arguments back and forth, whether it's a positive thing or a negative thing. And you do see both sides of it. Um, the internet having a profound effect and so on. Um, overall, is it more positive than it is negative? Where do you guys stand on it, if at all? Man, I think, I think definitely positive. I mean, I think it's just different. I, I think it's easy to look back and idealize the past in certain ways. Like, oh, the beautiful 50s and 60s, and we only had, you know, a certain number of, of records on vinyl, and artists really had to, to kill it in the studio first take, and they were much more real than we are now, et cetera, et cetera. But there's also a lot of negatives that come with, you know, the past as well. And I, and I think... The present, in terms of, of the way that musicians and artists now relate with social media and you know, YouTube and, and all the different tools that we now have to rely on, I think it does come back to balance, as I said earlier. But but also, I think it's a good thing. I mean, I use YouTube all the time to look at some guitar player in his bedroom in you know Czech Republic playing an ACDC riff that I want to learn, and and that to me is really handy to be able to have access and also. Um, Megan, I think you hit on a truth by saying the interaction with the fans, because that's really rewarding for us. I get on Twitter, you know, every day and and communicate with people that I would not have been able to know otherwise. People who are able to find us and, and follow us in our story, and we can also follow their story as well. It's really powerful. Absolutely. Now, um, as far as this year goes, we know you're supporting Queen. You're coming over to here. You're coming over to the UK. What is the plan for the rest of the year yet? Of course, you've got the new album coming out as well. And I know that because I went to download, talking of the power of the internet, I went on YouTube and one of the songs that I fell in love with was, was Sugar High. Um, 
a track off the new album. I went to download it on iTunes and see that it's not available yet till June. Um, so I'll definitely be getting that when it comes out. What else have you guys got planned? We're going to be, as as per usual, we're always writing. Um, again, I think to, to try and speak to the power of the song, like we get home and, and we keep figuring out what's next for the band creatively. We're always working. Um, but we're going to be doing a lot of touring here in the U.S. also in the fall. We, we love touring internationally and sometimes we forget to come home and tour across the state. So we're going to be doing some a lot of venue shows in the U.S. during the fall and also looking to release new music ASAP, most likely in the new year, even after this record reskinned, which we're really excited about. The single Blunt is going to be going to radio there in the U.K., I suppose, very, very soon. And, and we're excited to see how that all pans out with this record reskin. We're really proud of of the, the record we've pulled together and can't wait to, to get out there and, and share it with everybody. I can't wait to hear it and can't wait to see you guys live and in Scotland once again 22nd of May in stereo in Glasgow you can catch Larkin Poe there are some tickets left but they're going very very fast as you can imagine Megan Rebecca thanks very much for joining me today it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you um very best of luck with the upcoming tours good luck with Queen tell Brian May and Roger Taylor we said hi um, Absolutely. <laughs> I'm glad that you laughed there and you know it's a joke. You don't think that I'm showing off and acting like I know them. Obviously, I don't. Um, but listen, very best of luck with everything. And we will see you on 22nd of May in Glasgow. And, and thanks once again. Thank you. Can't wait to meet you. A fantastic interview there with. Oh, yes. It has been wonderful. So informative. Does that hurt your voice when you do that? No, Did it hurts again. my neck. <laughs> my neck. <laughs> You're going to have a serious neck injury just by portraying that character. Ladies and gentlemen, prior to the interview, I made the announcement, the very special announcement, right here on the Talk Music Podcast, that I was going to reveal the one 15-letter word that can be spelled without repeating a letter. And ladies and gentlemen, that word is un copyrightable what the hell really uncopyrightable is there a dash between the un and the uh, 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 uh. uncopyrightable Bye-bye. wow that is a sexy word <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you had the cliffhanger hit me right yes i remember this one of my School teachers told me this in like fifth grade, and I remember it now for some reason. Um, the longest word you can type with only your left hand on the keyboard is stewardesses. Stewardesses. That's there you go, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. You'll sleep better tonight, and it'll probably only take you seven minutes to do so. Um, um, can I play my song now? <laughs> Yes, Nora, give us a build up for the song. Tell us about it, and then hit, and then hit me. Go for it. By the way, Coca Cola was originally green. Wow! And the most common name in the world is Mohammed. Is that it? Yep. Okay. So I Deborah to play- Winger was the voice of ET. Donald Duck uh, comics were banned from Finland 
because he doesn't wear trousers. That's funny. He's a duck. And if you didn't do it, it'd be in a microwave near you. Oh. I've got a bit of advice and then we'll move on to your song. To escape, okay. to escape the grip of a, a crocodile's jaw, push your thumb in its eyeballs and it'll let go instantly. <clears throat> That's really disgusting. <laughs> Why? I'm trying to advise you. You're meant to Can be my prodigy. You're my prodigal son. And I'm trying to give you that. It's not just music lessons. It's life lessons. And so when I throw some survival techniques your way, you throw it back in my face. Well, Nora Germaine, I can sleep tonight within a period of seven minutes knowing that I'm not the one going to hell. Good. Well, you know, I hope that if you get eaten by a crocodile, you have the guts to stick your freaking thumbs in its eyeballs. That's so I will disgusting. do that while laughing in its face and yours. Fine. I look forward to it. Somebody get a crocodile over to your house. Yep. There's quite a lot of them in Coat Bridge. So. Speaking of crocodiles. Yep. <clears throat> the song I'd like to play for you is called The Swan, and it's Oh, that's a nice little link there. Did you see what she did? That was fairly smooth. It's from, from one animal to another. It's from Camille Saison's Carmel... Carmel... <laughs> Carnival! Carnival! Carmel of the animals. Carnival. 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 Carnival of the animals. And I'm assuming that would include an alligator slash crocodile. They are very different animals, by the way, I'd like to add. Anyway, this is called The Swan, and I think that you guys might recognize it. I just learned it last week, and it's a very popular piece of classical music that's been used in all sorts of things. And um, I'm a really big fan of Yo-Yo Ma's new recording of it, which is coming out right now. Yo-Yo Ma. Yo-Yo Ma. Uh Uh-huh. Yo-Yo. Yo-Yo. You should get him on this, actually. Yo, yo, ma. Hey, listen. No, if you're listening, I would really like to meet you someday. Thank you. Yo, yo, ma. I'll I'll get on that. Yo, 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 yo. Yo, yo, ma. Anyway. Ma, the ma man. Big yo. The yokester. The yodelaihu yo, yo, ma ho. Anyway, play play the duck thing. Okay. Oh yeah, it kind of goes to the ducks. Today is an animal day, my friends. An animal day. Okay, here I go.
A wonderful piece of music played there from a regular co-host, Nora Francesca Deborah Germain, soon to be best-selling author, New York Times best-selling author to be exact. Please keep checking out norajermain.com. Please keep checking out scottcowie.com. Search for Larkin Poe, fantastic new album on the horizon at their official website, their Facebook page, their Twitter, all their social media. Ladies and gentlemen, Google is a wonderful thing. Type in Larkin Poe, type in Scott Cowie, type in Nora Germain, type in porn. It's all there for you to look at and enjoy. Thank you very much once again, Scott Cowie, joined by Nora Germain, joined by Larkin Poe. This is the top music podcast. You are the audience. I am the star. Nora's the star. See you next week. Nora, final word. Um. Uh. See you guys next week. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>